Welcome to Cultivate and Keep. <laughs> it's the holidays. Merry Woo! Christmas. Hello, hello. I think at this time it will be, right? Yes, yes, it will. This At this time, Des- it will be December. Yes. Actually, today uh, is my, well, today recording, mm-hmm. or no, today published, is my one-year anniversary at Bear Metrics. Nice. Yeah. Congrats. Isn't that crazy? You made it one full year. Yeah, I made it. They didn't fire you. I'm <laughs> so nope. proud of you. I survived. No, I definitely um, more than survived. It's it's going really good. Okay. Um, yeah, actually, side note, we had a really good month in uh, October, our, our second best month ever. Um, November is also a good month. We'll see how December goes. Uh, traditionally, it's a little bit low and slow, uh, which... For most... Yeah, I think for most, I mean, unless you're like an e-commerce or a retailer, then it's going to be super hot Mm because people are buying stuff, but no one's really buying software for their kids (laughs) in, on the holidays. Um, but I have some ideas, so we'll see. But anyways, my one year at bear metrics. Congrats, man. Thank you. Big time. Well, how you doing? I am doing great. Um, I had some bad news today and I promised him I was going to give him a hard time on the podcast. But David Matrenga, that evil person. What? I don't even know what you're about to say. He said in and out over five guys. Oh, my. And I was like, what? Yes, David, my guy. But get this, Corey. Okay. In our texting dialogue, yeah. I found out he's never even tried five guys. No. <laughs> I was like, come okay. on. Yeah, just he embarrassed himself. So. Okay. Well, he just knows. You, you can just feel it. You don't even need to try it. I mean, I was worked up. I was like, you know. <laughs> And I found that out. I'm like, oh, dude, you're you're, you're dumb. You know? It's true. Come on, David. You should know better than that. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> how am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Yeah, I'm not sure why that. <laughs> I was really excited to share. I, I felt eager. Um, That's cool. I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. Um, yeah, dude. I don't know. I just feel like I get happy around this time of the year. You know, it's Christmas time. And it's nice. Yeah, it's a good time. So I do love this time of year. Doing well. Uh, things are slowing down a little bit. Are you catching up on sleep and Not your yet, sanity? But no? Yes, work has been slowing down a little bit, That's which good. is, uh, yeah, I feel like I it's should, always good and shouldn't bad, be right? good about that, <laughs> but I'm pretty happy right now because, yeah. you know, it's been busy. And so, um, yeah, I've been slowing down a little bit and, yeah, things are coming along and, we have some new ideas for next year and some new things in the works. So, yeah, I feel I feel excited. Dope. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. That's cool. Was that your exciting news, the work thing? No, it wasn't actually. Okay, what is it? Um, so, I don't know. I don't know if I shared anything on the podcast last time or how much I shared with you, but I'm working on this little course, mm-hmm. kind of like just a little experiment. So, it's called, um, oh, funny story. It's called Mental Models for Marketers. I think actually I'm going to change it tonight to Mental Models for Marketing. Because I'm realizing that a lot of non-marketers can make really good use of it, but they think that it's not for them because it's for marketers. So for marketing might be a little bit more inclusive. Uh, But anyway, so um, I've had this idea swirling around. I had a landing page up for it like two months ago. um, And then I was was just kind of like dilly-dallying around a little bit. I was like, I just need to put a deadline on this thing and get it out the door. So... When October, yeah, when Halloween finished up and it was November 1st, I was like, oh my gosh, like this year is flying by. I'm not going to make progress on this like I want to. So I'm just going to put a deadline and launch it in the beginning of next month. So I put it on Twitter and I told some friends, I told them, hey, if I don't, some Twitter friends, I should say, (laughs) um, if I don't ship this by December 2nd, uh, I have to pay you a hundred dollars. Um, so that I'm still holding to that, but so the course production is going along pretty good. 
I'm a little behind schedule, but I'm still optimistic because I have uh, some of Thanksgiving week next mm-hmm. week to put some extra hours in. I've just been doing it early mornings and nights. Um, but yesterday, uh, I opened up pre-orders for it um, because as a part of my marketing for it, I promised that if you join the wait list that you would get 50% off for mm-hmm. sure to try to build the list and uh, create some hype around it. And then I can you know, share some more details uh, in my progress and stuff. So I have a list of about 240 people on the email list right now, which mm-hmm. is pretty small, but um, you know, all very like high interest people, mm-hmm. like people from Twitter and who know me directly, people from LinkedIn. Um, so I opened up pre-orders. Uh, so the pre-orders uh, right now, it's half off, so it's 99.50. Um, and the the pre-order like window I set for like the coupon to expire, it's gonna expire tonight at midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, and as of right now, I sold about 2,600 bucks worth really? of courses. Yeah. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah. So about 26 sales. That's in your pocket. Um, yeah. In my pocket. That's um, big time. Yeah. Which is crazy. I was, I was kind of telling myself like, I think if I do one pre-order, like dude, it'll at least be worth it. Too. And that's half off. Yeah. That's super exciting. So it feels good. I was. Have you finished the course yet? No, not okay, at all. Cool. I sure told you, you. Make sure you get out I'm, there. I'm about 40% way all through, right. I would say. Here's the thing. So the, the hardest part about it in the beginning was figuring out how to make a course. Mm-hmm. Now I have this whole system set up mm-hmm. uh, in Notion, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, and I feel really good about it because I'm doing all the writing and I have a, a like a four-part structure for each lesson. And then I do the slides and then I record. And doing the slides and recording, well, doing the slides is easier than writing it, mm-hmm. but recording is way easier than doing the slides and writing. So once I do all the writing, I can probably knock it out in... Uh, a week probably. So I'm just going to try to finish our writing by the end of uh, this next week. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think I'll be right on schedule here, that's but cool. that's exciting, man. Yeah. So we'll see if I get a couple more sales, maybe trickle in, hit that 3000 mark um, by the end of the night. But uh, nonetheless, it's, I mean, it's way more than I thought. Yeah. Um, Do you like, uh, like creating the content? Is it like fun for you? Is it, it is hard? fun? Yeah. Does it come natural? Yeah, it is really fun. Um, I've enjoyed it. I think, one of the things I, I realize more and more about myself is that I'm very much like a uh, like a curator and kind of like a I want to like figure things out and like break it down into like a system, you know. And then like I love teaching other people about stuff. Um, so a, a course, especially like an online course, uh, where I just do it once and it's and then I just sell it, you know, mm-hmm. it's completely scalable, is really fun because I just do all the work up front and then you know just watch it roll in later. And actually right now <laughs> i've done like zero work up front yeah. and i still get paid that's cool uh but now i just need to meet that deadline of mm-hmm. december 2nd so that's cool yeah i I found recently for myself that i really love projects and like uh like ideas and like something new it really excites me and yeah. i've learned i don't so much don't really like uh you know like maintenance and kind of like ongoing oh dude like, i hate it <laughs> I, I, but I, I used to think i liked it but like yeah i don't i don't love that aspect of my work you know i love like the new projects and new ideas yeah so now i'm kind of like okay well how do i just constantly do new projects, <laughs> new ideas, you know, to like yeah. pump stuff out. I know. Now I'm, I'm kind of already thinking and planning for this next course I want to <laughs> do. And I'm going to try to launch it by January 1st. That's cool. Um, Cause I'll have even more time in the holidays. I'm taking, I think like 10 days off uh, in December. Um, but uh, yeah. And that one's going to be a lot more comprehensive and expensive too. So I'm really excited for that one, mm-hmm. but I have to need to <laughs> get this one yeah. out the door. I already have kind of shiny object syndrome. Yeah, I'm already looking to the future. But anyways, just wanted to share that little kind of victory. It feels good. Cool, man. Proud of you. Thank you. Thank You're you big much. time on the on the interweb. That's right. 
I'm, I'm on the come up in the uh, in the internet. On that web stuff. Okay, web well, marketing. let's uh, get into it. Enough jibber jabber. Let's do it. Yeah. So, um, so this is kind of my idea, um, and I wanted to talk about. Well, kind of do like a little series eventually. Well, like no, we're doing the series now. We'll but trickle like, them in. Yeah, a trickled series. Correct. Um, of the Ten Commandments, and then after that, do um, a couple more. Like you have, like the Golden Rule, the Greatest Commandment, mm-hmm. but kind of like these really fundamental and cornerstone uh, teachings, you know, in the Bible, and kind of break them down one by one. So um, it's only appropriate to start with the first commandment <laughs> and uh, start all the way from the beginning. Corey has a hard time with his ones and twos, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, side note. So, like a few weeks ago, he. So we have uh, like this the system we use to kind of like track all of our notes and he put in there, um, it said the first commandment, but then he put down like on the titles of the first commandment, but the verse <laughs> he put in there, I believe was the second it commandment. It was the second commandment, yeah. And so I was reading it and I was so confused and I was like... And all my notes yeah, and was, thoughts. And I'm like, what is he trying to communicate right now? And finally he's like, oh, I had the wrong one and it was really funny. Because I got really excited about the second one um, and then I wrote about, down a bunch of notes and then I, was, and then I had the idea for like doing a series mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, we should just, we'll start the first. And then I accidentally named that one the first. Yeah, I was so. like, Corey, your notes aren't like making <laughs> sense. In not context. following, bro. Yeah. It's not making not sense. I was like, wow, how, how did you get that from that verse? That's <laughs> insightful. Yeah, I'm like really prophetic. It's like, oh, dude, that's so crazy. Didn't even see that at all. You're like, yeah, you're right. It's not in there. <laughs> what is that in the office where Andy's like, Jim and Pam are like movie wizards. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> right. When they're watching that movie and uh, they're, they're talking about their ma or yeah. their parents. Yeah, their but, issues. Yeah, but he thinks they're talking about the, the couple in the movie. It's so oh, funny. it's so funny. It's like Jack Black and this old lady. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're doing, we're going to talk about the first commandment. Um, so I want to talk about too, like I, I think a lot of people, including myself, if, if I was in your shoes listening, uh, and thank you for listening because what I'm about to say is going to explain maybe why you wouldn't want to listen is you hear the fir- the, the Ten Commandments um, and you probably just have a view of like, okay, here we go again. Mm-hmm. Or like what's new to be learned and what is it about it? Uh, I think I've probably had this attitude too. And I think if you really just take it for face value, that is all that you're going to get out of it. And it's going to be a very dry and kind of boring subject. Um, but also, I mean, most people, I mean, the, the Ten Commandments are probably like the most, uh, maybe besides like John 3.16, uh, the Ten Commandments are probably the, the other like most known, well, uh, like the most well-known part of mm-hmm. the Bible. There we go. Um, even from people who are non-Christians. Uh, and it, that kind of also influences the way that people see Christianity and the Bible and, uh, and God because the Ten Commandments is a list of rules. <laughs> it's a list of, it's just a list of don'ts, right? Um, and so that shapes a lot of people's worldview of what it means to be a Christian, right? It's a life of abstinence, of following the rules, of being a good person, not doing wrong things, right? Not sinning. Um, and it sounds super boring and super like, why would you want to uh, not do all the fun things, right? Um, but actually, this is a really limited uh, worldview. And I think there's a lot more to it. And so um, that's kind of what I want to talk about because when I was really thinking about it and we'll, we'll read the verses obviously for each one, but when you think about it, it's not really a rule book. Uh, in fact, if you really think about it, I mean, God is telling his people like you have really early on, there was literally no rules at all. And then a bunch of crazy stuff started happening. That was really bad. You know, it was like they were sacrificing people and mm-hmm. 
you had people sleeping with each other and killing each it's other. It's so wild. Like, I mean, uh, I like been, I've like been reading through the Old Testament this year and like reading it like as more of like an adult and like really understanding yeah. it. It's crazy. Dude, it's like, nuts. Last time I really read the Old Testament had been a while and it's it's honestly like bonkers. Like the stuff you read, it's like oh my gosh, like that happened. Like it's I mean, there was every first in the world, you know, like the first bad thing. And there was all sorts of uh, sin introduced in the world. There was, it was literally chaos all the time. And so it's literally, I mean, it's God telling his people, hey, look, like you can do anything basically that you want. There's a whole bunch of things you can do. But I designed you people and this planet uh, in a certain way, right? To, to live and to function a certain way. So here's a short list, a really easy to remember 10, you know, it's a nice round number, list of things you should avoid if you want to be happy and live um, and also like not be separated from me and continue to have a relationship with me. Um, so if you flip it around, right? Yes, the 10 commandments is a list of rules, um, but also think about like, is anything really that unreasonable? You know, it's like, thou shalt not have any uh, idols, thou shalt uh, not kill, thou shalt honor your father. It's like, these are not, basic. it's not rocket science. You know, it's not like God's making these crazy, unsensical rules. Like you shall not, you know, I don't know, drink water on certain days or like not have fun or like not eat. It's like, these are very much like just to protect yourself and just to live a good life. Um, so he made the rules for a reason. They, they're not just arbitrary um, because those rules and those rules are to protect you from sin, uh, which lead to more sin and ultimately lead to uh, destruction in this life and the next. So um, all that to say, I mean, the Ten Commandments were made for a reason, and there's a lot to explore with each one. But would you agree that most people probably have, I mean, including myself, you kind of had to fight this idea of like, oh, it's just a bunch of rules, and like mm-hmm. I don't want rules in my life. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of a coworker at Le Bon's who, um, like a funny dude, like really nice guy, but like didn't really understand like my faith and viewed it as like a, like like you said like a rule book and i remember he would um like uh <laughs> these guys would always go to this uh like strip club in tj and it was it was called <laughs> you know the name. i forget the name they always talked going about there one day? no but they always talk all the guys talked about mm. it uh, and it was actually really kind of funny about this bebo your barber my yeah. my previous barber knows <laughs> of the place too they all like it's like this famous place or whatever anyway some like strip club and they would often go on Friday that I would obviously never go. And they'd always invite me and I'd be like, no. And he'd always <laughs> say like, Jeremy, come on, just come. And then on Monday or what do you say? On Sunday morning at church, just ask God for forgiveness and you're fine. <laughs> that's what I do. And I'm great. And I remember thinking to myself like, yeah, that's not how it works. <laughs> like you're missing it, you know? Yeah. And yeah. So the like rule book idea, I think relates to a lot of people. Um, but even with, with the Ten Commandments, like you were saying, I think it, well, I know that a lot of it is like basic parts of life. Like you think people would, easily understand and agree with like don't kill don't lie don't cheat whatever Hmm. but um i feel like whenever i read through them i I find myself like in error and like a lot of you know what i'm saying because yes they're basic but like you know rule number one like you know have no other idols before me right like that's one that's basic but we all like violate that in some way pretty Hmm. often you know and so That's very true. Like you would think, like, oh, of course I know that, but like, am I living my life that way? You start looking at them, you're like, ooh, yeah, yeah. But I think it's a good thing to like, yeah, it is one of those things where you read it and you're like, oh, okay, first commandment, skip that episode, right? But I think it's a good thing to like, if you can, like, you know, revisit them and Mm -hmm. read through them and think about them because, like I was saying, I think we all can adjust ourselves in this area. Yeah. Yeah. So here's here's why I want to start to kind of like set up 
um, the first commandment and even like the whole conversation with the 10 commandments here um, is first John five, three it says for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the son of God. And so if, if you really kind of pick that verse apart and look at it and read over it a couple times, you could even hit that uh, rewind 30 second button on your podcast player if you want. But if you really go through it, I mean, really what it's saying is without God and his commandments, we are overcome by the world. Like sin, chaos, other people, lawlessness, it literally kills you. Like it literally brings you down. And when you think about it then with these commandments and what it means to follow God and to live a life with boundaries, these rules actually give you freedom. They don't restrict your freedom. Because think about, right, if it was, I always kind of think about um, uh, like The Walking Dead, you know, the old show about like the zombies and stuff. The old like, show. I mean, it's pretty old now. I think it was, it's getting up there and like. I'm pretty sure there's still new seasons every year though. Like Maybe there it, are. I haven't watched in the last yeah, few seasons. I, I gave up a yeah, while ago. Yeah, it got, got kind of boring. Favorite, but, favorite character? Ooh, at one point it was Michonne. I it's obviously really. Daryl. Yeah, you wouldn't like her, dude. But dude, when she you had weird when she boy. first showed up with like the uh, the chains and the zombies and like mm-hmm. her sword, I was like, I don't even I don't I don't even I even knew if she was a girl or not. But I was like, this person is crazy. Daryl without question. Yeah, Daryl without question. Crazy I mean, Jane. how could you not know? Um, but when you think back on like The Walking Dead, of like. Uh, you never know what's going to happen. Like who's going to turn on who uh, there's no government to like uh, establish the law. There's no police to back you up. There's no one to call for help. There's no one you can go to. There's no hospital mm-hmm. to fix you. Like you live your life complete completely chaos. differently. And like, it sucks. Like you live your life in complete anxiety. So with rules and with commandments and with these guidelines, actually you like you can breathe, like you can live, mm-hmm. you can uh, live your life without all these burdensome things. Um, and so, and really what it is, I mean, when you have these commandments and these guidelines, you have freedom from sin and from brokenness and from the world that overcomes you. So don't think of these commandments as like, these are rules I need to follow. Think of them as like, these are the things that are going to unlock uh, freedom and growth and like satisfaction in my life. Yeah, I agree. Cool. Well, why don't we dive into the first commandment? You want me want me to read that first verse? What do you think? I think so. I, I think I'm I'm the default designated yes. verse reader. Yes, so yes, yes, okay. It. So the first commandment is all about idolatry. It says uh, the first commandment is you shall not have. Uh, sorry, you shall have no other gods. Let me jump in. No, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you shall have no other gods before me. That's Exodus twenty verse three. Um, right. So I mean, immediately, like you read through it and you're like. All right, check. Like, don't yeah. have to worry about that one. On to the next no one. Models for me. Yeah, exactly. Um, but what does it really mean? Like, and he, actually, if you look at the, the verses kind of surrounding it, which I was kind of looking at before, Exodus uh, 20, verse 5, um, right afterwards, he says, I am the Lord your God. I am a jealous God. So if you put jealousy together with, you shall have no other gods uh, before me, um, really, I think this analogy, which again, it kind of like, comes up over and over again but it's the analogy of marriage which it was like before i was married i don't think i really understood it at all but when if you are i think you kind of bring some more light to it but it's kind of like god is uh the husband right israel us the church we are like the wife and if we're out messing around with other gods like 
obviously God is going to be jealous for us, right? Because we are his, like we are for each other. Of course, he's going to be jealous for our attention, our affection, uh, our commitment to him, right? And so I just thought that was really cool to think like, um, it's not even right. This is just like a rule, like you shall have no other gods before me, but it's like, commit to me the way that I am committed to you like a husband. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, like that's pretty, that's pretty gnarly. Yeah. And when you break it down like that and you look at it again, like I said earlier, like I think it's easy to see, Oh, like I'm an error. I'm in fault. And like, you know, <laughs> right. at least some portion of that. Yeah. Um, because I think the reality is for us, like something like this, I think there's a reason why like people have the 10 commandments, like, uh, on like a little, when I was younger, my dad, they used to have like a stone tablet, mm. you know? And it was like a, like legit, like stone tablet, like, you know, like, or like, I don't know what it was, but it was pretty cool. And it had the 10 commandments on it and it was like displayed in his office, you know, or people have it like on their wall at the home. Like this is something that should be like in front of us. And it's kind of like mm. a daily reminder because yeah, yeah it's super basic, but, um, when you break it down and you think about it, like we're messing up, like we're, you know, we're in error in like a, in like a big way in a lot of these, mm. um, just we're on, we're on rule number one. <laughs> I feel like everyone we're going to hit is going to be like that kind of response, you know? But yeah. yeah, this one for sure. Yeah. Something always comes up. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I feel like, um, God definitely had to have put some sort of thought and like, not like order, but like, I think that there's probably a, a reason to the order that he gave the commandments mm-hmm. in. Like this is, the first commandment, right? You shall have no other gods before me. Um, so m- like maybe we could place some kind of greater importance on it, or maybe like even just pay attention to it a little bit more. Um, and I feel like this is probably the one that maybe we all struggle with to some degree, mm-hmm. but the most, but like, I mean, for sure, this is the one that I kind of like forget about. And I'm like, yeah. geez, like I, I really should take this more seriously. Um, you know, and w- when you break it down, I was, I was reading some commentary on it. Right. And, and, what does it mean to not have any other gods before, uh, before him, before God? It means your love, your affection, your delight. Um, God says, like, belong to me, right, and only to me. It's asking for, um, for a monogamy, right, that you would be fully and wholly committed to him. Um, well, want to ask, like, so okay, what are some like common like forms of idolatry? Like, what are some you know, everyday ways we can struggle with that? Yeah, I mean. It's like, where is your attention going? And like, what's yeah, your think time being spent for like, on? People like me and you probably, I know one that I definitely for sure struggle with. Like I, I shouldn't include you on that, but <laughs> I like, like work, like 100%, yeah. like no. making or like projects or ideas, like that really excites me, right? And just before like, before we recorded, we talked for like an hour about like <laughs> what new ideas we have and what we're working on. And we both get really excited about that. And that's great. And that's how God created us. But that that's a form of it can be a form of idolatry when I put like my yeah. you know more importance on that than I do than I do God and um what else that uh, friends hobbies mm-hmm. um I mean like money and like mm-hmm. financial security even like relationships I think what makes it hard is because things that we find ourselves guilty of making idols are like I would say are good things and important things yeah you know, like like work and like finances and um, like goals we have or our families. Like these are all like things that, like, you know, essentials, essential part of life that we, um, like it's good to put like an emphasis on those things, but um, we're, we so easily, you know, make God come, uh, come in second place to, to those, mm. you know, in, in that order. And that's just wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I think the issue isn't like, it's not that God is at the bottom of the totem pole. It's that he's not the top, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's like, he's 
second or third or fourth on, and on th- the well, list. And I think that's why we so easily write this one off. Like, you know, have no other eyes before me. Check. Like, yes, of course, God's not at the bottom, but is he number one? Like, is he really your number one priority? Hmm. And, and I think like a closer look will, re- will reveal probably not, you know, or he's a close second, right? I mean, there's, because these things easily just creep up. And, yeah. and again, I think the struggle is because most of these things are like good. You know, it's good to pursue those things, right? Yeah. Um, there uh, are bad things. Right. I mean, all say, like, good. There are also plenty um, of bad, bad things. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, there, there's just so much that goes into it. Um, it it's, it's interesting too, like just uh, going deeper into like that analogy of the, mar- of the marriage. Um, if you look all throughout the old Testament, uh, idolatry was like basically used synonymously. And also like, um, like this word was also used um, to mean idolatry too, but uh, adultery. Um, I think that uh, one of the verses in here, he says, you have given your affections away. You are desiring things more than you are desiring me. I am jealous. Right. And it's like, you also think about how uh, in Matthew, right. When Jesus says um, uh, like, no, you haven't, or you can, you can commit adultery with your eyes, right. Just by lusting with your heart after another woman. And it's like, you can also kind of commit adultery with God. I mean, kind of like playing on this, this first verse of like, you can uh, idolize things just with your thoughts and just with like what you pay attention to and what you even, I mean, fantasize about, uh, not fantasize in a weird way, but like that you, you just think about a lot or maybe it's just yeah. on your mind, on your heart a lot. Um, and it really makes you think like, like, wow, I need, I need to, I need to check myself or like, I haven't thought about this in a while, you know? Um, and, and again, kind of going back to that, right. A husband should feel, uh, jealous about that. Right. If, if your wife was out even looking at other guys or was with other guys other way around, if your husband was out with other girls, I mean, obviously that's a natural response. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and jealousy, right. Is, is interesting too, because God says I am a jealous God and it can't just be a bad thing. Right. Um, but jealousy is only a sin when it is, uh, all out of proportion and when it's placed towards the wrong things, right? So, uh, so of course God is going to be jealous for us. And of course he's want, he's going to want to have all of our affection and attention and to be at the top, right? If, uh, if you were married to someone else, but, or if you were married to someone and then you were also married to someone else, right? <laughs> you're like, Hey dude, what the heck? Like, like this can't work, you know, yeah. like it's either me or, uh, or, or it's her, like not both of us, you know? And it makes yeah. you think like, what is God trying to try and be like, Hey dude, it's either me or this other thing, you know, like, who's it going to be? Yeah. I mean, well, you think about like your marriage, like, okay, let's say poor with you and Monique, like, so it's very clear that your love and affection, the light, like that belongs 100% to Monique. Now, if you decide to go split that among Monique and let's say three other girls, what's that going to do for you? It's going to create some problems, yeah. right? <laughs> the lots it's of gonna problems. It's going to be some big, long-lasting, like, massive problems in your life because of that decision. And I think, like, with like with um, our, our faith and from, like, a non-believer's perspective, like, hearing this verse of, like, God saying, oh, you know, your love, affection, you know, like, these belong to me and me alone. And yet you can look at that as, like, oh, this is a problem. Like, I don't want to deal with that. Like, I want to, you know, divide my love among other things. But I was also thinking about when you were talking was – um. Like this is a this is a commandment, and it's a reason why it's a commandment. Like when you do mm-hmm. that, when you actually give God first, you know your your the priority of your love and affection and desire, like that cures a lot of problems. You know, yeah. like I think that just gives you so much peace, and like I think your overall life 
like things function and operate so much better when God is really like the number one hmm. source of affection in your life. And um, it's, it's funny how we view it as a rule, but in reality it, it protects us. And it, yeah. it's such like a basic part of life that, um, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, exactly. If you looked at the inverse of like, um, you shall have no other gods before me, the inverse would be like, I am going to be your only, you're like your one and only God. Uh, and basically like all the implications around that of like, you are not going to find happiness in anything else but me. It's like, well, okay, well, when you put it that way, like, I think I kind of understand, right? But when you just look at it as a rule of like, I can't and I can't and I can't Mm -hmm. and always just kind of, um, like we always want the things that we don't have or that we can't have or prevented to have. That's probably part of the fall in some way. Like we're always just coveting and and jealous of things. Um, But right, I mean, in this way, God's telling us that in order to find joy and purpose in this life, right, we have to keep our affection and hope in, in him. And we can't stray away from that because if we try to fill that God-sized hole with something else, again, it's just going to end in uh, being disappointed Dude, and, and being lost. There's a song by Will Reagan, and I forget what it's called. Oh, sing it. Uh, you don't want that, <laughs> Play the drums for you us. Don't want, yeah, yeah, give you a little beat. Um, there's a line that says, there's a God-shaped hole in my heart that only you can fill. Hmm. And it's fire. so good. That's nice. What's it called? I kind of want to sing it right now. Do it. Just okay. go for it. Give just me a second. It. You find my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> just um, but yeah, that's kind of what I was just saying. It kind of led into that. Yeah, but like the in, the inverse of idolatry of um, like not giving into that kind of the purpose that it brings our life. You know. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Mm. And while I was kind of thinking over this and, and writing the, some of these notes, um, I kind of like it popped in my head, and you know, maybe it was the Lord that put it on my heart, but. Uh, maybe think of uh, Psalm 37, 4, where he says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And we always think like, um, again, like if I do things God ways, then he will give me what I want. But it's like, no, uh, place your your heart and your desire and affection in God. And then he will give you what you need. Mm-hmm. Like it's not what you want or the things that you think that you want. Like it's, it's what do you need? And God knows those things. Yeah. Um, so like, it's not, uh, he'll give you the desires of our heart. I mean, it is in some way, but it's not really the, the, the spirit of it isn't, he will give you the desires of our heart. If you delight yourself in the Lord, it's delight yourself in the Lord first, mm-hmm. and then he will yeah. give you the desires of your heart. Yeah. You will be satisfied. You will find joy and peace. Fire. Love it. Good. Well, I say we just end it right there. Let's do it. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shoot. if you like this episode, uh, if you have any thoughts, comments, questions for us, um, if you have other thoughts or maybe even questions about some of the other commandments, please reach out to us over social media, uh, email us. I will, I promise that we will look at our email very soon. We'll get back to you, all of you lovely folks. Maybe you've uh, reached out to us in the, in the past couple of weeks or maybe even months. Uh, but if you like this, share it with a friend. Um, also don't forget about our latest projects, cultivateandkeep.com slash merch slash journal and slash community. Yes. And we'll see you in the next one. Okay.